podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Mitchell Johnson, and for 10 years I bowled fast for Australia. Knocks him over with pace. What a start for the Aussies. For 10 years I had batters shaking in their boots, but I did so without always feeling comfortable in my own shoes. For the outside world, I came across as a fire-breathing dragon with ball in hand. On the inside, I was battling my own demons without always getting to talk about it. But now I'm retired, my left arm can't do the talking for me, so I've decided to open up and talk for real. So let's do this. In comes Mitchell Johnson now. This is the Mitchell Johnson Cricket Show. You're listening to the Mitchell Johnson Cricket Show. I'm Bharat Sundaresan and I couldn't do this without my co-host, former Australian fast bowler, former pace fiend, forever metalhead, forever good guy, and the cricket legend this show is named after, Mitchell Johnson. Hey Bharat, how are you mate? It's good to see you and uh, I saw something a bit fluoro in the screen. Yeah, <laughs> Bharat's done a bit of a, a number on his thumb, playing cricket, took a, a spectacular catch where you have that one, mate. But uh, yeah, you've, you've busted your thumb, haven't you? I'm so glad you brought up the spectacular catch uh, without me having to do it because that's all I have done in the last two months. Uh, every time someone's inquired about my thumb, uh, I've also shown them a video of uh, the, the great catch that I took. And uh, uh, in fact, at the, at the surgery last week, uh, all the doctors, especially once I went under the anesthetic, uh, were, were kind of forced to see the video, I guess. Uh, uh, I made sure that they saw it before they injected me with the anesthetic and they all thought it was worth it but yes you are right i have a bionic arm it's my <laughs> colorful splint um and you know i'm sure you're not surprised with the fact that it is colorful and it's not white or black <laughs> no not surprised at all so as you mentioned in the intro there barat uh we've changed the name now it's the mitchell johnson cricket show the reason behind that was because when we listen back to replays of commentators talking uh, or commentating on the game and when I was bowling they Mitchell Johnson this Mitchell Johnson that it was never Mitch Johnson so uh, that's what we're sticking with and I think that's uh, that's a good way to go it actually came up in discussion uh, with, uh, with with a friend of mine who said that wait you keep calling him Mitch Johnson but for us I mean the cricket fans or the cricket public in general it's always been Mitchell Johnson it's always Mitchell Johnson tore through England it's Mitchell Johnson uh, you know smashes uh, Jimmy Anderson stumps it was always Mitchell Johnson <laughs> but, but that got me thinking the last what year or so that we've got grown really close and uh, which is the genesis of this show as well um, I've always referred to you as Mitch and you prefer that and that kind of told me that there are two people. There, there is Mitchell Johnson, um, the guy we've seen with the mustache and the, you know, the the <laughs> the man breathing fire with the cricket ball in his hand. And then there's Mitch Johnson, the the lovely, vulnerable, sensitive man um, <laughs> that I've really grown fond of and gone really close to. And uh, that is the the basis of this show, right? Where does Mitchell end and where does Mitch start? Yeah, pretty much. You've, you've hit, it, hit the nail on the head there. And um, look, I do like being called Mitch. Um, I guess when you called, get called Mitchell, it was almost like a, a mum-dad thing where you're in trouble. But uh, yeah, look, from a cricketing term, like there's definitely that 
when I'd passed the the boundary line, got on, stepped onto the field, the, the Mitchell Johnson with the moustache, uh, that angry, uh, aggressive bowler definitely came out. We did see vulnerable times as well, uh, but that's, you know, that's just me as well. I was, I guess, growing up, um, always a shy kid, um, always someone who just played sport. I think when I went out into the sporting field, whatever sport it was, that the Mitchell came out and that aggressive and, and wanting to win type of person came out, so... Yeah, thanks for saying that I'm nice and sensitive, mate. I'm big softy and, and all those things. But uh, no, it's all good. Yeah, you brought up the moustache. Uh, for uh, those who will be fortunate enough to see, see the video version of this, you are clean shaven uh, right now. And you have been for uh, yep. most times that I've known you in the last two or three years. Uh, and I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time over the next few weeks, months and years talking about the moustache and how it came about and the impact <laughs> it had on the English, not just on the English, on world cricket. Uh, but but yeah, it, it actually makes you uh, look like the softy that you are and the softy <laughs> that I've got to know really well in the last few years. Because there is, there is this... Uh, genuinely sensitive uh, side to you uh, you know where you have self-doubts and you've always had self-doubts and uh, in a way this show is about the I wouldn't say the battle between Mitchell and Mitch but uh, that that constant question you had in your own head about uh, Mitch and Mitchell and which one is actually showing up on the day uh, while you were playing cricket and since you retired yeah I guess for me I I look at my life and, and growing up, I wanted to play sport. It was actually Wimbledon. I wanted to go to Wimbledon as a as a young kid by the age of 18. I wanted to play there and tennis was the, the ultimate goal. But uh, cricket got in the way and the baggy green um, fell into my lap in some ways. But um, look, I, I look at sport. I was just good at sport. Um, I wasn't good at, at school. Uh, I think sport for me was my... I wouldn't say saviour, but it, it got me through school and um, it's something that I enjoyed and I was always happy to do. But I never looked at sport as, as taking it to the next level. I never thought that I'd be, I guess, in this situation now, sitting here do, doing a podcast with you and uh, talking about my life and, and my life that has been that profile as a cricketer. Uh, so it's it's very interesting. I never never thought or never um, imagine that I would be in the public limelight and how I dealt with that at times is very different and sometimes I didn't handle it well and sometimes I handled it really well so uh, but that's just that's just me I always found myself as a person I'm as equal as everyone else out there um, but again I was just fortunate enough to be good at really good at sport oh and you, that you were uh, i'm sure your numbers <laughs> to do all the talking for you and, and also the memories that you created for uh, not just cricket fans in australia but but for those around the world uh, even a few english ones i'm sure uh <laughs> with what with what you did during your remarkable career uh what you still fourth highest uh, wicket taker for australia across uh across formats uh but during even like you said mitch uh i, I will stick to mitch yeah, you know you. Yeah, uh, we'll stick to. Mitch. Yeah, we'll stick to Mitch. Maybe when we talk about your cricket uh, going ahead, we'll bring out the Mitchell. But for now, it's Mitch. <laughs> um, and you spoke about the self doubts uh, even while you were playing. Uh, 
And I think you've discovered a lot more about it, uh, funnily enough, after you retired uh, in the last few years. It's been a while, hasn't it, since you retired? And, it has uh, been, yeah. Yeah, you've been on a ride of self-discovery. I mean, a lot of our conversations uh, that we've had off-air uh, in India, in Australia, wherever we met in England four years ago, uh, are, are about that self-discovery of finding out more about who you are, uh, why you had those, uh, you know, times in your life when you doubted yourself despite you know the results going your way uh, and how it had a lot to do with uh, your growing up years your background uh, and, and just about who you are yeah it's a lot to unravel really and i think when you retire from from sport you i don't know you find that there's something missing um you're trying to find that new you um and i guess when when i was playing sport i was trying to be a, that different person in that I was a fast bowler. You have a persona of being a tough, fast, angry person and that's just not me naturally. I think um, as we'll hopefully find out through this podcast that I am probably softly spoken and and I often do get the comments of um, you're very different. When people do meet me, they say they're very different to what you are on the field and I I do, I take that as a compliment because uh, I guess this this is just me and and you'll see that throughout. I mean that's right. Uh, I mean, we obviously I, I covered a lot of your cricket, uh, at least the latter half of your career. Uh, we properly m- were introduced to each other in 2019, and it's a story uh, that those who know us uh, know pretty well because we like to bring it up. <laughs> uh, and uh, you weren't very soft to me that night, uh, and maybe we should we should get to that. Uh, we were uh, at a live event uh, that our good friends Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon were hosting for the final word in, in London and you were, the, you were the special guest there. It was one of the first few times you uh, were in public speaking about your life, about your journey, uh, not just your playing days but your post-playing days as well. Um, and then uh, there was a bar, it was at a pub and post-show you were just hanging around uh, being being who you are. The, the, the nice Mitchell Johnson that a lot of people who met you that evening were surprised to see. <laughs> uh, but I remember walking past you and uh, people were asking you questions about all sorts of things. And I just felt uh, that you were a bit being a bit too open uh, and uh, especially with a bunch of people you didn't know. And I remember walking up to you and saying, hey, Mitch, uh, Mitchell, I must have called you. Uh, <laughs> I didn't call you Mr. Johnson, though. Don't worry. <laughs> and I said, I just want to buy you a drink. C- come with me. I need to say something to you. And you were like, and he looked at me and like nearly, I think you did use the words, F- are you? And I said, nah, nah. It doesn't matter who I am. Trust me. I think we need to have a word. And that's how our relationship began. There were rumors that we left together that night. Uh, there were maybe a few drinks involved. Who knows? We still don't know. I mean, the verdict is still out there on to uh, how that night ended. But it did you know, expose me to this real side of you and that got me thinking. And that's the day I decided, you know, someday I'm going to have a do a podcast with you. It's a as I've always called it, it's a it's a modern day uh, romance. Uh, as and like with most modern day romances, it ends up with the two people doing a podcast together. <laughs> so uh, exactly, and it has worked out perfectly. And in the last four years, I have um, had the privilege, I would say, of uh, getting to know the the other side of you, the human side of you. And most of our conversations, uh, you know, when we aren't talking about cricket, revolve around. Wow, what a wonderful husband you are and what a wonderful 
father you are. Uh, you know, it's always about how busy you are with the kids and uh, everything you do for Jess and just being a normal person, which you were allowed to be for pretty much all your life and especially while you were an international cricketer. Yeah, I think when you're when you're a cricketer and you're you're traveling around and and doing all the cricket things, you're in a bubble and you you're protecting yourself and you're very selfish. I look back and and I don't have any regrets about it, but I was doing everything I could to be the best I could in my career. I knew it was a short career and and I had to make sure that I was doing everything possible with preparation. I remember actually a time when I'd come back to Australia, I'd be in, whether it was in Perth, um, it was mostly, yeah, when I was back in Perth uh, and I would stay home and I wouldn't be in the, the team hotel and I'd say to Jess, look, I've just got a couple of things I need to do through the day. I've got to go do physio, but I can like cancel it. I can, you know, I don't have to do it. She'd say to me, no, you're doing it. That's part of what you have to do. I'm not stopping you from doing that. You need to do it. So, I think her support throughout has been amazing because uh, without it, uh, without that support and that encouragement, um, you know, it could have been very different. But she understands that because she went through that herself being um, being in karate. She was third in the world and I actually learned a lot from her, her discipline and, and the way that she trained and, and got herself prepared. So, yeah, I guess you are in that bubble when you're in your own in your own headspace and, and as a cricketer, I just had to put those walls up at times. And now that I'm outside of that, um, now I can enjoy all the things that uh, that are good in life, like my, my family, and which is the most important thing for me. So, like I said, I get to spend a lot of time with my kids. I just had um, a sports carnival. Uh, so, you know, that's exciting to be able to go to those. Yeah, yeah. And the kids get to see both parents watching them um and you know i take my my daughter to her dance her, her concerts her, her training um my son's you know doing soccer he's into cricket so you get to experience all that which is what i love about life and and excited about moving forward yeah and, and you know that like you said keeps you busy uh, these days and that's that's not all you do though i uh, while, like I said earlier, you wonderful husband and a wonderful father, uh, but you've tried your hand at various things after you you stopped playing, uh, from starting your own cafe to getting into a boxing ring to uh, doing MMA to all sorts of other things, what driving motor cars around, racing, yeah. the racing, uh, and who knows what's next. Uh, but all, all of that, uh, right, all that you've done is in a way to kind of trap into that natural adrenaline that you always have. Uh, I don't know whether I can call you an adrenaline junkie. Uh, I'll leave that to you. Uh, but you always try to do things which allow you to kind of tap into that competitive side of you. But you've also done that, I guess, to go back to what I said earlier, to find that right connect between Mitch and Mitchell. Yeah, I'm not sure adrenaline junkie is the right word these days. Um, but if you look at it from the outside, I guess it, it looks that way. Uh, I do it because there's a control uh, part to it. I feel in control when I'm doing certain things like the racing, um, you know, racing a car. To me, that you know, people go, that's dangerous. Um, but for me, it's like I'm in control of the car. I've got that control. So, I feel like that's... All right, that gets my adrenaline going, but um, yeah, the control is there. Uh, with all the other stuff, I think you know I've, I'm, I'm into karate because it's the family. The family do it, uh, and it's something that is a really good bond for us um, to keep us closer. 
and and it's something you know that I'm learning and it's taking me out of my comfort zone. On the other side of things, I've been doing speaking gigs, going up into mine sites and uh, talking about all different things, my career, uh, teamwork, uh, resilience, mental health. And again, I, I started to do that because it took me out of my comfort zone. Um, I'm not really a, a, a person that likes to get up and talk in front of people, but once I get up and start going and get into it, I, I quite enjoy it. And that feeling afterwards that you're able to get your story across or I'm able to get my story across and you get some really good response out of it and people coming up and talking to you afterwards and whether it's about their life or, you know, what they were interested in my life, you know, they didn't realize. Um, so, I think it's um, it's really nice to be able to do that. Uh, I've, I've tried my hand in some of the commentary stuff. I'm always looking to... Uh, to do that, I went to India earlier this year, like you said, and um, we had some good good chats there. But it was just good to be able to go over there on short notice. It was for the the TV side of things, which I hadn't done in a long time or done a lot of, and that's different altogether again. But it took me out of my comfort zone. So I think what I try and do now is I try and get that balance as as best I can. Uh, like I said, I want to be home for the kids as much as I can, but uh, I do have to go and work and um, it's just different work. It's not a nine to five or anything like that and I've got a great opportunity because I get to sort of, I get I get to pick and choose what I like uh, and sometimes I get to have a go at things that I don't particularly like, uh, but I'm going to test myself and um, I definitely was chasing adrenaline when I first came out of playing cricket. I wanted to get that feeling I had when I played cricket, that competitiveness. And I've realized more in recent times, to be honest, um, that I just don't need that. You do need a bit of excitement, yes, but I'll never get that same high that I did with cricket. Um, it's it's a different kettle of fish, I think. it's That was a career path for me. That was something that I was really involved in when I was younger. And now it's about, I don't know, just having that balance in life, being relaxed not you know i don't have to go and do things at 100 miles an hour to to try and find that feeling again um i can do that and live through my kids now where they're going to be doing their things that they love doing and i get to feel that excitement i'm already starting to feel that with with my daughter she's 10 years of age and she's um into karate and dance they recently had the nationals in karate and i was just so excited for her and i feel like that's that's what I need and I enjoy the most. Just in those last two minutes, Mitch, when you were talking about everything that you've been up to since retiring and the joy you take in um, seeing your daughter who every time we speak seems to be in, uh, involved in a new activity and doing really well at it, uh, just for me sums up uh, both Mitchell and Mitch, right? Both the, the guy who wants that excitement in life or for a large part of his life has needed that excitement has craved for it and, and then then the other guy who just wants to be home wants to be normal wants to be a, a, a loving father and i think in a way that is this podcast right uh, you know we've spent the last 15 minutes uh, kind of talking about how we got to this stage and you speak a lot about getting out of your comfort zone and this is not the first time you've spoken about your life you did a wonderful book uh, with our mutual friend pete lawler uh, senior cricket writer and overall fun guy i would say <laughs> uh, and, and and there's been there's been a documentary made about you as well in the past uh, but when we come back from this break we'll kind of further break down 
the makings of this podcast what it's about um and how we are going to go forward um, you know it's going to be a weekly show uh it, it's different to a lot of other cricket podcasts out there uh, we will touch a bit on contemporary cricket but it's more or less just about the life of Mitchell Johnson the fascinating back story to uh, where you came from uh, the fascinating career that you had and the even more fascinating uh, post retirement life that you've been leading You're listening to the Mitchell Johnson Cricket Podcast. Uh, I'm Parasun Dresen and of course I'm here with uh, Mitchell Johnson uh, himself. Uh, Mitch, I think I called you maybe 18 months ago and I said, "You know what, Mitch, we should do a podcast together." And your first question was, "What is it going to be about?" because there are so many podcasts out there, some really good ones, the final word we discussed and, and so many others. Uh but um the first thing i told you was i don't want to talk about what's happening in con- contemporary cricket current cricket uh, i do that anyway for a living you do that as well in your own way you write pieces for the local paper in western australia uh, i want to talk about your life and uh, can can you take your mind back to that phone call and what you thought of first when i approached you with the idea it's testing my memory but uh, i think for <laughs> me i just knew that there were so many podcasts out there and i just thought maybe that's you know we've probably missed the boat there a little bit uh because there is so many options out there but we we look at all the cricket ones that are out there all based on today's today's game and the current stuff that's happening um there is a bit of stuff on you know obviously when people are or ex cricketers are being interviewed about their their career but i think the idea was really good because when i was playing you you're in a team environment and you and you don't really talk about yourself as a cricketer you you tend to talk about the team and what they're doing and and how they're performing and and you're pumping up the team more than anything you might have just got a five for in a match and a test match but you don't really talk about yourself you'll sort of brush over it a bit uh so and then you get out of the game and then you don't really talk about yourself at all again you're talking about what's happening on the field if you're doing commentary or writing for the paper or whatever it is you you're talking about other players so you tend to find that we've got all this information and like for me it's it's about getting that out because we've never really spoken about it, apart from a little bit in the book that uh that I did do um in uh the book resilient and you talk a little you know you talk about yourself well I talk about myself through that um but this is in more detail being able to do a podcast where you can do it weekly uh, you can talk about all different subjects and i think i've become a lot more open since writing that book as well so um you know there's a lot of other issues that have come up throughout my life and and i want to talk about it so there's the cricket side of it there's the the lot my life um how i grew up and and where i am now and what i'm doing but also i think like you said we want to talk about what's ha- happening in the current game as well when there's opportunities to do that because i do like watching the game and seeing um what's happening um it's their time those guys out there they're doing it their way uh, and 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 i love seeing that but i think also we want to get some past players on we want to talk to to past players like Dennis Lilly who helped me throughout my career um John Inverarity uh, you know another guy that helped me throughout my career and and there's plenty of guests that we can get from you know past players I played against as well so uh look there's so much information that I have that I want to talk about and I think when you spoke to me about this uh doing this podcast it was um that was probably the 
the first thing that was on my mind. I didn't want to be that person, that podcaster, that ex-cricketer that just talks about what's happening about the game now. I want to talk about, I guess, my history um, and, like I said, get get other people on and talk as well. But, yeah, it was more just to get that information out. Yeah. I mean, you're, it's a journey of self-discovery for you, right? I mean, even in our conversations that we've had, every time we talk about um, – a chapter of your life, uh, whether it is your battles with mental health that you've spoken about uh, so candidly and so uh, wonderfully in the last uh, few years since you retired, especially when you went on the SAS show. Uh, and, and, you know, or even say, when I asked you about, oh, the 2013-14 Ashes. I mean, we all saw what happened out there on the field uh, and we'll never forget it. But what is happening behind the scenes? Uh, you know, what is happening with uh, Mitchell Johnson in his head at the top of his mark? And those things um, come out. And the more I've heard you speak about yourself, it almost has felt like you've learned more about yourself. And I think, uh, which is why I, I'm so happy that uh, you agreed to do the podcast. And uh, uh, we found a, a format which kind of helps us do that as well, r- rather than just you know uh, talk about, uh, have an overview of uh, your career or a series, uh, what we are going to do is to do a deep dive into uh, every aspect of your life. I mean, your, your childhood, your uh, your upbringing, uh, your various uh, you know attempts at playing other sport and being good at it, your great moments, your not so great moments, and also uh, important aspects of your life like mental health and how you uh, have battled through it. You overcome it at some uh, some I don't know sometimes, and how you also want this to be something that other people can, and not just former cricketers or current cricketers, but anyone listening to it can learn from. Yeah, I think it, it should be like a learning tool in some ways. Um, but yeah, again, it's just about my story. It's just getting that across. And like I said earlier, I've I've had so many walls that I've put up, and I'm I'm one of those people that probably hasn't spoken a lot i've just let it all sort of simmer inside so doing this for me is actually like you say i learn a lot more about myself i'm getting getting all that information out and not being scared of what is being said about it i think that's probably one of the big things i've always worried about is when you're in the public limelight or have been in the uh, public limelight and you have this profile of being an ex-cricketer i've always worried about um, yeah, that thought, like what people are thinking and when you're saying, and and you know what, like right me right now, like I, I just want to get that information out because it does, it makes me feel better, and I'm able to move forward in life as well. So, um, and like I said again earlier, it's just getting those walls down um, and showing that yeah, I am just a, a normal person, um, just like everyone else. So yeah, um, like I said, I'm really excited about this podcast and and what we've got coming up because there's so much good stuff um maybe there'll be a bit of you know drivel as well but uh, (laughs) along the way maybe a few laughs hopefully but uh look it's um it's just yeah it's going to be exciting it's about my life and and hopefully uh, people can enjoy that journey speaking of drivel one thing i've learned about you is uh, something i've known about myself for a long time we do struggle both of us to stick to the point at times so <laughs> so be prepared to get into the weeds uh, we can kind of uh, we, we might be talking about one thing we might be really serious but suddenly lose track and start talking about metal music so 
that's just who mentioned Mitchell Johnson and I are. So that's how our conversations go. But one thing we always do, uh, we make it a point, is to get back to the point. It might take us a few hours at times, but <laughs> <laughs> but we do get back to the point, and that's what we we'll attempt to do. Uh, but you're right. I mean, uh, we, we're going to have guests on as well. You spoke about Dennis Lilly and the amazing impact you had uh, he had on your life. We'll maybe get to talk about his life and how he battled through his injuries. We've always heard about how Dennis Lilly helped you uh, recover from uh, your stress fractures uh, uh, during the early part of your career but and even later on. Uh, but we will learn more about Dennis Lilly uh, and we spoke about mental health and I'm sure you uh, will hear your version or your take on how you went through it and how you came out the other side but i'm sure we'll have experts on adhd something uh you were diagnosed with was a few years ago uh, and you know how it affects people in general uh not just athletes uh, and there is so much to learn about uh, ourselves and about what's happening in the real world and how it affects us uh, but we'll also do you know, like I said, you want to speak about contemporary cricket and you have a voice which uh, everybody wants to listen to. So we'll do our Ask Mitch Anything episodes as well uh, once a month where like, you know, it'll be interactive. People can ask us questions via social media or other platforms that we will uh, talk about in the future or very soon, in fact. Um, and so it'll be a nice variety where we do deep dives into uh, particular spells particular matches particular series uh, your battles against the opposition I mean we're not too far away from the 10th anniversary of the 2013-14 Ashes I'm sure um, some of those English battles who you bowl to Stuart Broad recently said it during his retirement India I was there at that press conference the only time he didn't enjoy cricket he said in jest was when he was facing you at the Gabba so <laughs> hopefully we can get uh, Stuart Broad in and uh, many of the other English cricketers who you kind of traumatized for a while uh, despite being a nice guy off the field <laughs> including Kevin Peterson who knows someday uh, so that's what we have to look forward to Mitch and uh, once again I mean before we even get anywhere else I must just I just want to say thank you for agreeing to do this uh, not just for my sake but for everyone listening because I think everybody's in going to be in for that one word I use for a fascinating ride well thanks Barat and I'm looking forward to it mate you, um, you know your stuff um, and you're easy to talk to the listeners don't know a lot about you, but they're going to find out more about you throughout this as well. Yes, it is the Mitchell Johnson Cricket Show, but you're a huge part of this, mate. So uh, let's do it and uh, we're going to have fun. Oh, thanks, mate. Can't wait. And you're right. I mean, it's not, I'm not the interviewer here. I've been the interviewer for what, 15 years of my life, but I'm just. Uh, uh, the first listener to the show we can't wait there's so much to talk about so much to learn um and so much to laugh about as well because i don't think mitchell and i have, have been see as serious as we have been in the last 30 minutes ever so don't expect this to be a very serious uh, uh <laughs> show where you know yes there will be a lot of serious topics we'll talk about but there will be a lot of laughter as well And what you wonderful people need to do is hit follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be there with a new episode of the Mitchell Johnson Show every Monday. Look out for some bonus content every now and then. Uh, we'll be posting some. Also, please do leave us a review if you like what you're listening to and a five-star one if you're loving it. That helps us grow this podcast. Uh, also, give us a follow on social media. You can see what new adventures Mitch gets up to at uh, MitchJohnson398 on Instagram. 
Uh, or you can follow me, Twitter or X or however you call it, at BeastieBoy07. So keep listening, keep sharing and show us some love. He goes to the left, he goes to the right. And Mitchell Johnson is holding his... Sports Social Podcast Network.